0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, And in this episode, we're going to focus on better ways to cultivate, attract, and engage talent. Listen to, as we share how to identify superpowers within your employees. Plus, we'll talk about ways that managers can support the mental wellbeing of their reports my guest this time is patricia cole a former chro and current ceo and founder over at highland performance solutions a woman owned organizational consulting firm that partners with fortune 500 and startup companies uh, including Microsoft, Target Corporation, Win Trust Financial, Acorn Health, and Facebook. Uh, she's also a contributing author to Forbes, Harvest Business Review, HBR, Ascend, Entrepreneur Magazine, and a guest lecturer at the University of Pennsylvania on the intersection of work and wellness. Patricia, welcome to the HR Chat Show today.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here, Bill.
1: So beyond my reintroduction there, Patricia, why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career background before we then to start talking about your company?
0: Great, yes, thanks. So I'm uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Highland Performance Solutions, which is a boutique woman-owned uh, Chicago-based um, firm that does organizational consulting. We have a, a fantastic team of consultants who work with organizations from startups to fortune 500 organizations on their workforce challenges to help them solve those and and drive successful business outcomes
1: wonderful and uh, where did where did the genesis of, of Highland come from you know what did you did you have a, an epiphany one day was this something that built up over a number of years before you decided to to found Highland performance solutions tell us a bit about that
0: yeah, I, I, was a, I had a very long career in HR, um, 25 years and uh, culminating in three stints as a chief HR officer in both publicly held and uh, private equity backed organizations. Um, I left my last chief HR officer role in 2018 and moved to Denmark for a year with my, with my son who was beginning uh, a professional uh, soccer career there. Um, and when I returned, I I knew I wanted to do something a little bit different. I, I really enjoyed the work I did as a CHRO, but truthfully, I only loved about half of it. And so I wanted to start a firm where I could do all the parts I loved, um, for, for the leaders that, that I could support, Um, from a different perspective, um, externally versus internally. Um, And to form a team that had, you know, a similar philosophy to mine in terms of the way that we would approach organizations and help them solve their business challenges.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Just a quick follow up. Uh, We've been talking a lot on this show over the last six months or so about how important it is to make sure that there's a a culture fit uh, in the organization. Uh, If you're looking to uh, attract but also retain for the long term. Uh, awesome employees who who get the mission, who are aligned with the company values and whatnot. Uh, you you mentioned there in your in your answer uh, that that starting your own thing gave you a chance to work with uh, folk who were aligned uh, with the same goals and values. Um, what what kind of a challenge is that, Patricia, uh, to to find those folk who who you feel like there is a genuine alignment with, um, and that you want to work with them for, for the long haul. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, you know, you, you might be surprised, um, but but I've actually found a lot of, of kindred spirits um, in terms of how people are um, viewing work and life and the intersection of those things, uh, those two things today. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, uh, having sort of thinking about the whole person um, in in their environment and their work environment is important um thinking about um you know how people get their emotional needs met within a work context and i I think maybe pre-pandemic um maybe i would have had a harder time finding people who who had the the same perspective that i did but there's a lot of conversation today about how people are showing up at work how important it is for leaders to support the entire person on their team, um, so that they can be successful um, both personally and professionally, um, and so it's not been it's not been hard to find people who are ready to sign up for that.
1: Okay, Patricia, so we've seen a major shift in how companies attract, retain and support employees due to the pandemic and the great resignation, of course. what What do you think is not working anymore to cultivate attract and engage talent, and what could companies be focusing on today to improve that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think actually that while the pandemic was a was certainly a, a big shift for all of us, I think that actually there were some macro trends that were already in flight um, or underway when the pandemic hit. I think the pandemic accelerated them. So I think things like um, generational changes in the way that, you know, certainly millennials and definitely Gen Z view the employer-employee contract, if you will, um, how uh how people are starting to perceive um their own lives as they you know as gen as generation x uh grows up and starts to hit the back the back nine of their career if you're a golfer um and how they're thinking about um what they want what's important in their lives and i think you know the the very real sense of burnout that um certainly a lot of uh Americans were feeling uh, from a work perspective you know it's a it's been a hard charging work culture here for a long time, and I think um, people finally started to hit their limit and then when the pandemic hit. It changed. I think it just accelerated everything and changed everyone's perspectives. It felt like overnight, um, but I believe that a lot of those things were already in play as we were as we were entering 2020.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you're Americans. You work too hard. You don't take enough days off. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> We've got to lighten up a little.
1: <laughs> so I, I saw I saw uh, in one of your recent LinkedIn posts. Patricia, that you talk about the Pareto principle the 80-20 rule that teaches us that 20 percent of employees drive 80 percent of the results and those 20 percent are your high performers the team members who take on nearly any challenge and find a way to be successful Um, before we get into how to retain those awesome folks more fundamentally why is it critical for leaders to cultivate and support these superstars?
0: Yeah and and for those who aren't as familiar with the Pareto principle, it, it really, it, it tells us that, you know, 20%, in, in an employee context, 20% of our employees actually produce 80% of the results. And so when you think about, um, you know, what research would tell us about that, that, you know, hyper these very, very high, precious high performers are knocking it out of the park every day and how important they are to being able to achieve the business outcomes that the organization is looking for, we have to invest more in those folks. We have to invest differentially in them, um, and we have to work harder to, to retain and develop them and allow them to perform at their best and create the environments in which they can
1: do that. Okay, thank you. That was the why. So let's talk about the how. Um, mm-hmm. h- how can we go about retaining top talents in this very competitive market? It's so difficult. I-, I talk with people all the time on this show, Patricia, about attracting any talent, not just top, top talents, mm-hmm. and um, and retaining top talent is a huge challenge when people can move elsewhere really easily at the moment. I mean, look at the July twenty twenty two figures in the US, for example five hundred twenty eight thousand jobs created in just that month. You know, that, that people can move on if, if they've got skills. So uh, what, is, what are some of those key ways to, to keep your best people happy, engaged, and with you for the long term?
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've never seen in, in my decades in HR, I've never seen a talent market quite like this. Uh, people are really writing their own tickets. And so, you know, the, the higher a performer you are, the more that you you have the ability to, you know, create your own reality. Um, and find the roles that, uh, and the organizations that you most want, um, and be able to, um, you know, to demand, frankly, the compensation that you want for those roles. Um, I think while compensation is something that a lot of uh, organizations focus on when they think about a tough talent market, um, while, it's in, while it's very important, compensation is table stakes. Um, it's not, it isn't the end all be all. For these high performers, they want they want to be able to, in some ways, uh, do what they want. They want to be able to come in. They want to be challenged. They want to be able to win. They want to do things their way. Uh, they they tend to be pretty high maintenance. Uh, they demand a lot of their leaders. They want. They want time from their leaders. They want feedback. And so it takes a lot of time and energy to manage a top performer. And it's so worth it if you can get it right. You have to create, and it's very custom. So you have to create the environment that each of them wants. So you can't sort of peanut butter spread your leadership. You really have to to tailor The experience, you have to think of them almost as customers, that you have to tailor that experience to each one of those high performers so that they're getting their social development, emotional uh, compensation needs met uh, in a way that feels good for them. And that's a lot of work for leaders. But if you think about the payoff or that, that ROI that you're getting on those high performers, Um, It's absolutely worth it.
1: Well, let's just talk a little bit more about that payoff, that ROI that you mentioned (laughs) there. Um, You know, what what are we looking at then in terms of uh, impacts on an organization when you can retain proven top talent high performers mavericks is another term that people sometimes use mm-hmm. compared compared to seeing them go and jump ship and, and join a competitor it's not just about lost revenue of course it's it's the time to to attract it's the time on board to get people up to speed that could take up to a year right but paint that kind of picture for us a little bit mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. well well first of all they're they're upwards of each one of those high performers are upwards of four hundred percent more productive than your average performers. So just take a pause and say that again, 400 percent. So what you're getting from them while they're there is is tremendous benefit. If you think about uh, how long right, it takes to if they leave you, how long it takes to uh, to find a new high performer. You know, searches can be in a in a regular job market. Searches can range, depending on the level of, uh, of, of job it is, it could range from three months to nearly a year to replace that high performer. It takes typically uh, a leader to, it takes about six months for that leader to pay for him or herself in terms of productivity because they need the ramp time. Um, and then uh, you have to think about everything you left on the table while you were searching and ramping that leader in terms of that that four hundred percent more productivity. Um, not to mention all of the other hidden there are lots of hidden costs with uh, with bringing new folks on board because you you know it usually requires that other people pick up additional work. um it requires that they spend more time training. Um, as well as just costs associated with talent acquisition and and other kinds of onboarding
1: uh, activities. Okay, so do these super high performers, these folks who are four hundred percent more productive uh, than than the average employee? They- did they did they hold all the cards patricia did, can they can they pretty much demand how much they want in terms of compensation and benefits and and time off and flexible hours are, are we at that point now because they're at such a premium
0: yes they are at a premium um and we do have to do whatever it takes within reason to retain them that was true even before uh, the really tight talent market that we find ourselves in, but it's even more true today. Um, you know, there, there are some things within organizations, of course, that that have to be equitable. I think one of the challenges that, and I say this as a former HR person who, who, who implemented these kinds of programs and policies um, that really tries, we try to make things very equitable. And that is, a, that is a noble endeavor. Of course, the, the, the intention behind that is to make sure that um, we're being uh, equitable and we're treating everyone fairly. But uh, treating everyone well doesn't necessarily mean giving them exactly the same thing. We already differentiate compensation. We already differentiate um, in the performance management process. And we have to start looking at other ways to differentiate for our high performers in ways that are meaningful to them. So if it's allowing them to work the hours that suit them best, um, whether that's because they have personal obligations or because that they must attend to, or whether it's because of energy management, some of us are early risers and we like to be productive first thing in the morning. And we know plenty of people who like to work from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. and that's their that's their most productive time. And so to the extent possible, being able to give them that sense of agency and autonomy in their work lives, allowing them The flexibility to work when and where they want, allowing them to work on the things that excite them so that the preponderance of their day is spent on things that are energizing energizing and exciting to them. Um, That goes a very long way with high performers and you get sort of the double benefit of if they stay excited about the work that they're doing you will see higher discretionary effort or that going above and beyond um, in their in their work. And so you get you get even more productivity and more innovation from those players.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much. Now that you talk about a critical leadership element being how to identify superpowers, within your employees. We're not talking about x-ray vision here. Uh, we're, we're talking about other unique talents that a person has, but is uh, perhaps not in a job description. So think here, we're talking about hiring based on uh, skills. Listeners, you'll be very familiar with this. We talk about this quite a lot these days, all um, part of their role. Um, what do you mean by that? And, and how could leaders go about enabling employees to uncover and leverage these superpowers in their roles? And I include the word uncover there, because I suspect in many instances, Patricia, the employee themselves is perhaps not aware of some of their amazing superpowers and, and until the analysis is done on them.
0: Right. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think the, you know, the way that I think about superpowers is that intersection between, you know, where where what you love and to do and and what you're good at come together because it's a really powerful combination. Um, It means that it's something that you you can work at for a long time and put a lot of energy into, and it isn't depleting to you. In fact, it's energizing to you. The challenge is that for a lot of the roles that we have, and again, I say this as a former HR person whose team wrote job descriptions, is that we often try to put a lot into job descriptions or, uh, or the roles that people hold um, that might even be um, conflicting. So you might have someone that you, you might have a job description where you say, I want someone who is super strategic and also really excellent hands-on execution. Now, it's possible you could find somebody who has both of those qualities in spades but probably not. They're going to usually index one way or another because those behaviors tend to sit at opposite ends of the continuum. And so really getting crisp about what you're, what are the most important things for this role to do? What are the, you know, 1A and 1B aspects of the role in terms of, you know, if they do these things well, they will be successful and bring success to the team figuring that out first and foremost is really important and then looking at your team as as a collective or a complementary set so if you are able to identify and help and help the folks on your team identify what are they really good at and what do they get really energized to do and then begin to craft their roles around those superpowers because then you get this beautiful sort of ensemble cast of, of employees who are all bringing their very best to the workplace whether they're a you know a traditional sort of high performer or not you can make them much more productive and energized and excited and bringing their best selves to that job every day, if you're allowing them to practice in that in that special intersection.
1: Well, you sound like a jolly good person to work for uh, by, <laughs> by bringing by bringing out all these superpowers. I love it. I, I, I've got I'm getting images of uh, you leading up the Avengers or something. Um, okay, <laughs> let's let, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit now, though, Patricia, and um, uh, let's talk about the fact that you're very passionate about companies and leaders embracing the intersection of mental wellness in the yes. workplace. Uh, very, very, very important. Uh, more leaders should be doing this still. Uh, it's amazing to think everything everybody's gone through over the last three years. Um, this, I believe is still, is still something which is um undervalued in, in, in the workplace. Uh, as a former therapist earlier in your career, and of course you've, you've been a, a CHRO in, in organizations, what is, what is critical for leaders to understand and lean into when it comes to employee mental wellness today? And, and maybe as part of that answer, you can also suggest what doesn't work from your experience?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I did an interview a couple of years ago with um, one of the, the principals at Gartner about, uh, about this topic and, and he interestingly said that the leaders of the future will be more like social workers because of what will be required of them uh, from a, a mental health standpoint, from a um, you know whether or not their needs are being met uh, in the workplace, and that's going to become even more important. Um, certainly during the pandemic it was, but even post pandemic, um, you know, I think it's a, a basic human need to be seen. And, and when I when I say that, I mean, you know, who, being seen for who you are and what you bring to the table and for the successes that you have and for the challenges that you might be facing personally and professionally people need to know that their leader is attuned to all of those things and that they don't look at them in a really one dimensional way. Um, like you're a worker, here's your job, go do it. And we'll give you a paycheck. They're not looking for that kind of transactional relationship anymore. If they ever were by the way, and I don't think they were, um, and they're not accepting it for sure anymore. And so, leaders who are able to really understand, you know, what what does this person in front of me need from me? And how can I uh, appreciate and amplify the wonderful gifts that they bring to this team? And at the same time, how do I understand um, what their particular issues are? Uh, personally, without delving into their personal lives. But we all know who on our team has children, who might be having to homeschool during the pandemic. We might know someone has uh, an aging parent that they're taking care of. Um, Someone else might be facing um, a grave illness themselves and are having some health challenges, whatever those things are we have to lean into that and um, and be understanding and again create or co-create with them a situation that helps them perform at their best so that they can they can continue to show up in in the way that we need them to as an organization because organizations are here for a purpose they're here to to achieve objectives and we all have to help to, we all have to help achieve those objectives. And as leaders, we have to be really specific with each of our folks about their needs and how we can meet those to the best of our abilities in order for us to all be rowing in the same direction and to, and to achieve those, those goals.
1: Okay, wonderful. Patricia, you're going to be sad to hear this, but we are already coming towards the end of this interview. Uh, before we do wrap up, however, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? So I'm guessing that could be either email, LinkedIn, maybe they've got a giant light with a bat on it and they shine that into the sky and you see it <laughs> and then you, you come flying in. I don't know, I don't know. Um, And, and, and also, also, how can folk learn more about all the cool things happening over at Highland Performance Solutions?
0: Yes, thank you. So certainly to um, check out our website at HighlandPerformanceSolutions.com or connect with uh, me or follow us on LinkedIn, either Patricia Carl or the Highland Performance Solutions uh, LinkedIn page.
1: Perfect. And by the way, Patricia, I've just sent you a LinkedIn connection request myself. Excellent. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. And in fact, that just leads me to say, Patricia, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show.
0: Thank you, Bill. It was wonderful to talk with you.
1: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe and follow us on social media,